the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on the Battle for 1600Y, well, uh, we had the first presidential debate yesterday, and we're actually doing this live. Why? Because that's the only thing anybody is talking about. And I feel a little bit bad. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist of President Trump, member of his National Security Education Board. And since the beginning, when we started this many moons ago, the Baron Boris Epstein has been my co-host. He's strategic advisor to the Trump campaign, co-chair of the Jewish Voices for Trump as well. And- you got both titles. And I didn't even look at my notes. Exciting. Uh, Exciting. uh, Finally. It's going to take me 36 (laughs) episodes, but we're getting there. Uh, But you change titles every week, so it's difficult. Um, I feel really bad. Uh, Today, finally, I felt really bad because you are so busy right now. I'm very busy, yes. You're working nonstop. Working hard. I think I lost whatever was left of my hair. Yeah, you just walked in, and as you're as you're sitting down, you say, "Yes, my op-ed was published three nanoseconds ago." You're on the phone to somebody in the campaign. And, and, and every week you make the time, you make the commitment to come in here. So thank you, buddy. It means a lot. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think what we've done here has really broken through. And, um, and it means a lot for me personally as a friend to spend, these ta- spend this time with you. With our, and always prefer to be in person. And sometimes <laughs> we have to be on, on a line. But, you know, the beauty of it is that we're getting such positive reactions. Every and, week. So... And so we're live today, but we're still going to put this out on yeah. video. Also, we're going right? to put it out on audio. Yes. We're going to we're going to put Good. the actual whole uh, episode out on uh, YouTube on Saturday morning, eight eight a.m. Because we had a certain listener, a farmer who gets up early or who wanted to listen to it when he's uh, on his tractor or whatever he's doing. So the audio will be there on podcasts. Subscribe. Go to YouTube. Uh, download the video Saturday morning. Do a little review. Uh, tell us if you like it, and also tell your friends. Um, this, this this should be a TV show, Boris. What do you think? Well, that's I think that's, that's the next good, next thing, right? That's a pretty good question. I don't. Do we either of us know any people I don't know, on the we TV? Could have, I, think, I think we know everybody. Maybe we know some we, people. We know, we know all the good guys. We know all the good guys, right? We know the good guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> we happen to know some of the bad guys too. But I think this is a good guys only play. It's a good guys only play. You know, the response has been just so positive and so optimistic about what we're doing. And, and you know, and I'm getting it from people on, from all sides of the political spectrum. Really? Even folks who are Because I don't know anybody on the other side. I, you I, do. I do. I you do. do. Sometimes I dabble on the other side. <laughs> not with my beliefs, but I still talk to people. You know. and, and some of them have heard this? Yeah, so they listen to the podcast. Wow. And they And they say, you know what? This is It's thoughtfully laid out. And they say it's entertaining. Because they like cigars, too. They like cigars. <laughs> people, I mean, how can you not like a cigar? By the way. I've got an admission. What? Did you have a cigar last night? No. You have two? 
I, I have not had a cigar now, I believe, in two weeks. And how many do you have at home? Two roughly? a day. Okay. Here's the situation. Because <laughs> I'm happy to help you. I mean, I think, I think we have lots of people that can help you. Because it's so more you're than all, a box, I, right? I introduced you. How big you. is the box? Uh, it's like a well, there's room. No box. There's no there's box. Room. There's no box. Okay. It's box. <laughs> I have, by last count, by last count, one, two, three, six humidors. Now, they're not all big. Some are smaller. Some are bigger. Any of them empty? Uh, none are empty. All are full <laughs> to the brim. Okay, we got a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, and a lot of them are Gurkhas from our good friend Kaiser Hansosha. There's a rule I told you last week, Boris. Yes, they're not going to smoke themselves. They don't do that. They don't combust by themselves. Oh wait, hold on. I'm lying. What? That's just at my house. I've got a locker. Your bunker. You've I've got, got a bunker. I've got a locker in your favorite cigar <laughs> at lounge. At my cigar lounge. Give me the number. And it's got give me my the number. I'll, I can't, I'll check it. Can't give you the number. It's only a key. And it's we got, can bust it. And it's got my name on. And then I put. I actually put. I did a cute thing. So it's a you know a cigar locker, usual locker. It looks like a wine locker, whatever it may be. Over at Casa de Monte Cristo, a great place in D.C. Casa de Monte Cristo. And we, I think we should do a remote from there sometime I like after it. the election. We go upstairs. And so downstairs is, is more for the general public, and upstairs is for Platinum Club members. Great plush lo- plush lounges. Kind of looks like Rex in, uh, oh, in Alexandria. I yes. love Rex. But that, but in D.C., which is, you know, convenient. Right. Um, so I've got a locker there, and it's got my name, and I've got a line. And I've got Don't my, touch. It's got Boris, and I've got a little line, and I've got my little boy's name underneath, and he's only four years old. Cute. But you know what? I thought someday when he's uh, older and he's able You're to smoke cigars. You're aging for him. Yeah, that's You're right. aging for cigars. And, so, and you better believe I've got so many, there'll be plenty <laughs> left in there. <laughs> I, two weeks? Yeah. So uh, my son weeks. is home from Stanford, 21-year-old. He rose for the university. And every other day, because he's doing these stupid video lessons at home, he hates it, and he's going to the gym, he's also working. Ah, cigars, my boy likes cigars. So we, we regularly sit down, put something good on, and have a... a what are you, what are you, I, you, you sent me a text. Yeah. I believe this was on Friday or Saturday. Probably Saturday. There was a Monty 2. A Monty 2, and he, he likes Upmans. He's, he's been rating my Upmans. Upmans. He's, 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 he's slumming it the with boy, my The boy knows what he's doing. The kid knows what he's doing. What right. else? Is he hitting your 18-year-old scotch, too? Uh, a little bit of Armagnac. A friend of <laughs> okay. mine. Amba- you remember the ambassador came to my house when of, you were there? Of course. Paul, Paul said, what's Armagnac? Alfredo, so, right? Alfredo. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, you'll have to try it. Churchill's favorite. So I've left it, I've left it in my, my den. I said, he can help himself whenever he's, he's with me there. Well, isn't um, that nice? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the good thing of COVID, right? Some of the some of the silver linings of COVID. Your kids are home. You can reconnect. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. D- Don't forget, s- this is the battle for sixty. That's we'll, fine. Get, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to. We know there was a debate. We know everything. Okay. Yes, we know we're here. So you smoke well. You smoke the Monty too. It I smoke. Took, the, I usually what, smoke ten minutes. Mon- you smoke? Monty, Monty two is maybe tw- 20, 22 minutes. <laughs> are you getting a buzz of the Monty twos? Because sometimes they can be a little heavy. In a nice way. I find I, I no, I don't get a buzz on the Monty. They are my okay. favorite cigar. I just get that incredible, incredible Cuban flavor that you can't, you, can't, you don't can't find get it anywhere anything. else. I mean, there are some good Nicaraguans. Dennis Prager says he doesn't understand why anybody smokes Cubans, but you just cannot beat a Cuban cigar. It's the soil. It's something. Are your, it is different. Are your Upmans also Cuban? Yes. So, I've, once you you once you're done with the, with, I find the Upman a little heavier with the Monty too. You're sitting around. This happens to be all the time. This is my biggest problem with cigars. What? Is that 
See, I still, I still like I can't to believe pre- we're talking about cigars. I again. still like to pretend that I'm not an everyday smoker, right? <laughs> but you're not if you've got a thousand cigars sitting right, out. Right, right. Well, to be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, also a lot of the cigars are, are then there's gifts and then people as we talked about, once people know that you're a cigar right. smoker, they give you more cigars. And, and right. it's like being fat, right? I'm a, I'm, 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 a, I'm, ha- I'm, um. Pleasantly pump, I guess I'll say. Right? <laughs> husky. We like the word husky, right? Neither of us have the Brad Pitt body, let's be honest. And, and, he wishes. And, then, and, then, and the nature of it is that when you're a cigar smoker or you like to eat, what do people give you? They give you more cigars or they give you free food. You go to a restaurant and go, oh, there's a big guy. Let it's Boris. Give, it's Boris. Let me give Boris Try some, the calamari. A, couple, a little calamari, <laughs> maybe a dessert. And I'm not going to be rude. What, I'm a, I'm why a, would you? I'm would a, you reject it? No, I'm, it's rude. I'm, I'm a gentleman. I'm you a gentleman, are. just like you are. I will smoke your cigars. I will eat your tiramisu. So, so okay, so you smoke the Monty too. And, and my, my then, problem is I can never smoke one. Once I oh, smoke one, no. I, I'm, I'm yearning. Yeah. I'm yearning for the my, second My cigar. son is just 21 years old. He'll have an Upman. He'll have another cigar. And then, because we're still watching something really cool, He'll have a one of those like those mini cigars we were given. Open the Panteras. Yeah, he'll he's, he'll he's ra- like he'll ra- ra- he'll love the Panter. He'll round it off with one of those, and so you can't you can't smoke less than three cigars. I find Boris. So three cigars you're is at, a minimum. You're at three now. Yeah, different sizes. I have a mass. I have one of my my unlabeled massive ones. Right. Sixty five ring gauge. Right. That'll last me about fifty minutes. Okay. Then I'll have a Monte, and then I'll have a little one just to wash it down. But you're not drinking. I don't. I, I'm, I'm right. hydrating. I don't drink alcohol. Uh, my son will have a beer or whatever, or, or, or an armagnac. But I am just hydrating like crazy because that's right. the, that's the one downside with cigars. I love the smell of cigars. My wife can't stand it. But it's, you got to hydrate, right, Boris? Are you hydrating along with your whiskey? I'm hydrating. Using, like, I'm, I'm worried for you. I'm, hydrate. I'm, I'm hydrating using whiskey. <laughs> okay, but you, okay, okay, but you've got to have water as well. No, no, no. I'm hydrating. I will tell you though. I am somebody. Who really enjoys my single malts with my with my cigars? Yeah, that's perfect. And I do the general Patton. You know, I dip the end of the cigar. And I smoke would, it. would you try port? Have you tried port with a cigar? Ah, uh, you must. No, but you know what I have tried. Port was my favorite when I still drank. I loved port. What I, I have drank. Uh, see, I'm hydrating now. What I have drank, which is sort of tasted like port, was really wonderfully aged Florida Cano rum. Florida, so, Flor de Cano, which is a which is a Nicaraguan rum. I'm going to tell you a great Nicaraguan cigar story, and then we'll move rum. on to the yeah, to we the debate. We probably <laughs> so, probably should talk about the thing that everybody wants to actually hear about. Right, go ahead. Uh, my, my wife and I, and and her and an uncle who we're very close with, took a wonderful cruise. Gosh, this must have been six, yeah, six, seven years ago. We flew to Argentina, flew to Chile, and then did a cruise wow. around around the south. Always wanted to go to Argentina, right? Oh, I've been to Argentina several times. Buenos Aires is one of the most unbelievable cities is on the earth. the steak as good as they say? The steak is better than they say. Whoa. And then one of my favorite places to smoke cigars is the old hotel, um, uh, the Park Hyatt Hotel in Buenos, Buenos Aires. Aires. Is the Palacio Duhau, it's called. Okay. They have an old part to it and a new part. And the old part was was moved to Buenos Aires from France, literally. What? And they have this cigar room and a cigar balcony. All right, I'm going. It's beautiful. Okay, so we're there, and then we took a cruise, and as part of the cruise, we stopped in Nicaragua and went and went to Grenada. Grenada, one of the earliest, if not the earliest, I think, Western colonized cities in Latin America. And we went, and that's where a lot of the Nicaraguan cigar um, cigar industry is. So we go to this place, um, and it was, it, you know, 
it was just, it was this beautiful cigar factory in the middle of this really you know cute uh, you know very stylish town in Nicaragua and it's like 10 a.m. And then they show us how they roll the cigars. Is everybody smoking? No one was smoking. No they show one? us how they floor. They, they, this was just for tourists. They show us okay, how they roll I go, it. all right, so they roll the cigar. I go, okay, well, I'm enjoying the roll. Now let me smoke something. Right. Right? So they give me one. So I, I smoke that. And I said, well, now I need to drink something. So they give me, I actually, they give me some port. It's like, I need a little something stronger. So they give me some, they give me some rum, very beautiful. At aged, 10 a.m.? Aged rum at 10 a.m. And then they brought me out and they said, this was a cigar that, that was reserved only for the owner. Of this cigar factory, so you bought it. You bought the only factory. for the owner, right. and he had actually passed away. So they were keeping this 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 and they let cigars, you try it? and they give me gave me the cigar. And so by, I mean, out of this world, really. By eleven a.m., I was three cigars deep and half a bottle of half a bottle. And then of you rum. had a nap, and then I had a nap <laughs> on the bus going back. It was a good day. It was a good day. That was uh, a good. That was a good day. Cubans are the best. Give it. I mean. It's not a question. It's good. like a, you know. Good, 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 you good. Know. It's, All right. They're Cubans. Um, 12 minutes on cigars. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about politics. Um, we don't rehearse this stuff. It's natural. It's organic. It's authentic. And I'm going to say right now, uh, I don't want to put you in a hard position. You're on the campaign. But until we had this discussion about cigars, I have been in a foul mood today. I have been angry. I've been pissed. Like, what, what did my daughter say to me? I was calling my daughter in San Francisco this morning, and she lives in a very, um, how do I put this politely, politically heterogeneous house. Heterogeneous. Okay? Heterogeneous. Okay. So there's a lot of people who aren't conservatives that she lives with. And she said, we all watched it, and these were her comments, it was stupid and it wasted our time. That's what everybody said. Now, um, I work for the president. I'm on his board right now. Either he didn't prepare or he wasn't prepared yesterday. It was a hot, hot mess, including perhaps most of all, and perhaps we can start here, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, just one thing. What he did to bring up three years later the calumny, the libel of Charlottesville, was an outrage. So let's start there. How, what do you think of the moderation of yesterday's debate? Well, actually, I was doing a, uh, I was doing a radio show uh, on on the way to here because it's been it's been One that of those kind days. of it's been kind of that kind of day. It was uh, with uh, KBC with Larry O'Connor. Oh, great! Yeah, Larry's great. Yeah. So and Larry said something very interesting. He said, "You know, the old the old adage in football goes: if you talk about the referees on Monday, the referees did a bad job." Uh-huh. If, if you're talking about the moderator the day after the debate, he did a bad job. And yes. there's no doubt about they it. They shouldn't be the story. The you, moderator should not be the story. And, and Chris, with due respect, I've known Chris a long time. We bowled together when he came and did a story on the Truman Bowling oh, Alley. Funny. And he's a nice guy. He did a bad job yeah. yesterday. He interrupted the president, I believe, 76 times. He interrupted it, Biden 15 times. But, um, Jeff, Mr. G, stopped counting in the first 16 minutes. He interrupted the president 14 times and Biden once. Once. And, 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 and that was that was the tenor of the moderation. I think what happened is Wallace, A, probably leans to the left, and B, he seemed like he felt bad. He had pity for Joe Biden. But this isn't a place for pity. It's a place for moderation. Now, I'm actually going to disagree with you. It doesn't happen often. I thought, and this is God's honest truth, I thought the president came in and I thought he did throw a lot of facts. He threw facts on jobs numbers. He threw facts on manufacturing. He put out He put out a lot of facts on COVID. And I think he came in prepared and, you know, Chris Christie said the president came in too hot. 
I disagree with that. I think the president came in just hot enough. <laughs> and he, because here's what he did. And a little bit like a fine port or a fine wine, the debate actually is aging well. And if you look at some of the media coverage, the media coverage is turning from, oh, you know, the president was mean to Biden to, well, the Biden was actually a real asshole to the president. He called him a clown and said he, he was said the worst he's a president. racist. Right. Says he's a liar. Right. And he called the incumbent president a clown. And, and I'm surprised. A sitting president. I'm surprised the president took it. Because the president was punching at Biden in his own way, and it worked. Biden was clearly, clearly rattled. The stuff on Hunter Biden. Uh, more, yes. More statistics. The president had $3.5 million that Biden got from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, Moscow, who's was a shady character, passed on now, rest of soul, was a shady character. The wife's a shady character. And apparently the story was that the reason the mayor was fired is because of the wife's business dealings. Is because I think with the mayor, because he was, Lushkov was the first mayor of Moscow really after the fall of the Soviet Union. There was another guy in the middle pop up, but really it was Lushkov. And, and the word was that he just gave away land to his wife. And then she had this free you know, land and all this real and estate. And then gave three and a half million to Hunter Biden. While his dad was VP. What is that three and a half million for? But it didn't happen. It's been all discredited. Right. Discredited by, Biden. discredited by who, Joe? <laughs> Joe Biden. And, and so the president painted Biden into a corner a lot. He painted him into a corner on Hunter, painted him into a corner on the Green New Deal, painted him into a corner. And that's my iPad. I just texted it to you on Law and Order. The president really actually smacked Biden around pretty good. But here's the question. Because, well, you have to ask the question, what's the purpose of these debates? And And one metric for me would be, do we think anybody after the 90 minutes yesterday who wasn't voting for the president was voting for the president afterwards? That's that's for me is one question. I, I okay. think there are many, many others. Um, I think the only really big thing that came out of there, and this is what we perhaps should talk about, the most con- two consequential things. Biden didn't go after Amy Comey Barrett. Which is huge. He said that Amy Coney Barrett was a fine jurist right. and he had no problem with her. Despite what's happened for right. the last 72 right. two hours uh, you know, on the left wing. And then secondly, you've got to agree, Bart, it's the biggest thing. Biden disowned AOC and the right. Green New Deal. I mean, the, the Bernie bros must be steaming today. So it's interesting you said that. I had, a, I had a friend who was there with me last night. I was at the Trump Hotel. Um uh, which is where a lot of the you right. know, campaign. I, I, you know where I was last night? I was in a packed, packed bar with about a hundred young Jewish conservatives. I miss such I, fun. I miss the world when we 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 really would have been in <laughs> in Cleveland at the debate. But you know there was a tiny imprint, and um, COVID really you know COVID really messes messes things up. You know. Um, so you're in Trump International. So I, I was there. That's where, that's where a lot of the folks were. And and, and the AOC Green Green New Deal. Somebody said to me, well. You know, this was really huge. And my, my comeback to that, to be honest, my view is that I, the, left, the left is going to do what it's going to do. Most left, the far left, the, the AOC people already don't like Biden and don't trust Biden. So I don't think that was a huge... They're, but they're, this is proof to them that he really is yeah. establishment, right? Because he did it publicly. He did it publicly to a degree, and then he said, "I'm the party." I'm, he said, I'm the wasn't Democrat that party. that interesting? That was like, said, a, oh. I, "I am the Dem." That's like I'm the Führer. I am right. the Democrat. That was party. kind of very, very authoritarian. Of like, that's always like yeah, the senility kind of got to him. There's like, oh, I'm the Democratic Party, <laughs> but then you know, but then he tried to play both sides again and everything. I, I think if somebody was somebody watching that debate. Well, the interesting poll was of the Telemundo. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, fascinating. The, the, the Spanish what speaking, was it, 60 plus percent? 66 percent, I believe, for President Trump. If somebody was looking at that debate, 
and they were not decided. And yeah. they wanted to determine who is a, a strong leader, who is a determined leader, who is a, a, an authentic leader. I think there's no way they could have not chosen President Trump. And, and yeah, sure, there's the, the, you know, the sort of inside baseball talk has been, oh, well, President Trump came in too hard and he didn't let Biden talk and talk and talk. But, you know, the, the difference is President Trump isn't playing rope-a-dope. And that's what Joe Biden's trying to do. He's trying to play rope. He was trying to play rope and dope and let the president overextend himself or whatever that may, whatever all that is. But in the end, I think President Trump came into that debate with the goal of rattling Joe Biden and making it clear that while Biden is a stumbling, bumbling, mumbling fool, President Trump is ready to continue to lead this country. Stumbling, mumbling, bumbling. Bumble. I like that. Yes. I like that. Last question. We've got to address it, uh, and then we've got to get ready for, for our, our, our live radio hit. Um, so I was in a room, as I said, with 100 young conservative Jews. And when, when Wallace does this proud boy thing, right. everybody moaned. They just moaned. What is your reaction to this whole Stand by, get ready, blah, blah, blah. Because at the beginning, Wallace talks over him, but the president says, yeah, of course, of course, these guys, you know, are just uh, the white supremacists are, are, are denounced. So where do you stand with, with that, that 20-second interchange? I think that whereas Wallace asked a direct question, he, the reason for his question was supposed to be that Biden has not is not condemned Antifa. Correct. But but is President Trump willing to condemn white supremacists? The white supremacists said, and the president said that, yes, the white supremacists are bad. Yeah. He condemned them right, right away. He said, sure. Sure. Right. Period. Condemned. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the president has condemned white supremacists time and time and time and time for and years. time again for years. From going, Spencer on. Right. Spencer, David Duke, right. going back to right. the, the Jake Tapper interview. You know, whatever the white supremacists are trying to say now, it's, you know, they're whack jobs. I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm, I'm a senior member of the campaign. I'm also co-chair, co-chair of the Jewish Voices for Trump coalition. We have a, a huge burgeoning black voices for Trump coalition. We have a burgeoning Hispanic voices for right. Trump coalition. This whole white supremacist thing is just a figment of, of cynical imagination from the left. So, so Wallace comes in, says, well, Joe Biden, president says you won't condemn Antifa. But President Trump, will you condemn white supremacists? President Trump says, President Trump says, sure, done. Then Biden comes in with his, blah, blah, you know, he's just kind of mumbling, stumbling again, okay? And President Trump says to the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Did he, did he say it to them or was he saying it to all of us Americans? Because that's way, what I'm not clear about. The because, way I took it is, and I have to watch the tape again, is he was saying to them. Right. Oh, and what stand, does that mean? Stand off. Oh, stand down. Stand down. Okay. Right. That's what I mean. And, and the fact, this is where it's so egregious on Wallace's behalf, who are the Proud Boys? The Proud Boys were created by Gavin McGuinness, a comedian, as a joke. And if you look at the footage of Proud Boy meetings today, a lot of black guys who call themselves Proud Boys. So the idea that this is equivalent to Antifa. And also, did Wallace actually push Biden? Well, then on, that's on, the other part. On denouncing Antifa. He never he, did. He never did. Now, I have no idea what the, who the Proud Boys are. As uh, from everything I'm hearing, they are part of this white supremacist thing, and I 
I clearly have done it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Aaron Kiak, the, the, the Jewish outreach director for Biden, asked you, you know, are you going to condemn it? Yes, I condemn white supremacists. Yes, I'm Jewish. I have family died in the Holocaust. Right. Yes, I, I condemn white supremacists. No ifs, ands, or buts about has it. He denied, I, has I, he denounced Antifa? He has not denounced Antifa, and he has not denounced anti-Semites that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have met with. Okay? Mm-hmm. But then to your point, Wallace never, ever, ever pushed Biden. Joe Biden. On Antifa. And Biden said, well, Antifa is just an idea. Well, you tell that, Joe Biden, to the people whose homes have been destroyed. Right. People whose businesses have been destroyed. The families the, of those who've been killed. Correct. The family of David Dorn. Yeah. That, 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 you know, widow of David Dorn who spoke so poignantly at the RNC Thursday last night, last, right. not, last day when we were there at the White House in the video, still moves my heart. And we have not forgotten David Dorn. To the families of those two police officers shot in Louisville, Kentucky. So that that nonsense that Antifa's an idea is just again a a crap narrative being pushed by the by the left. But Chris Wallace let Joe Biden push it. Yeah, let just, him off. Just like he let him off on the court. Yeah. What was that answer that Joe Biden gave on the court? Joe Biden, are you going to pack the court? Well, if I um, he said, I'm if not I give an answer, answer because that'll be the issue, and that's why we're here, right, to talk about your answers, right. Well, I don't want to talk about it, therefore we're not going to talk about it. I don't it. want to talk about my tax plan, because if I talk about well, my tax plan, people are going to ask questions about, about my tax, tax plan. plan. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, and, and, All right, let's end on this. Hold on, I want to say one more Go thing. Ahead. Hold on. Did you see the interview with Kamala Harris and Lawrence O'Donnell on this yes. issue? Yes, I mean, yes. Lawrence O'Donnell yes. interview for a Democrat is like a warm, wonderful, rosy sponge bath, okay? <laughs> Okay, and, with and bubbles, with a, a lot of bubbles, <laughs> and Kamala, and he asked Kamala Harris, "Would you pack the court?" And she literally went full Joe Biden. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, oh, oh I, 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 Thursday, uh, uh, apple plus two equals strawberry." <laughs> what? She did. What she are did. you talking about? That that shows you they have jo- a plan to pack the court. That's what it shows you. Of course, they're gonna pack the court. Right. Of course, they're gonna pack the court. Just like we know, they're gonna get rid of the filibuster. We we know all everything that voting age. Everything. Electoral college. Electoral college. Everything they could do. Right. I mean, electoral college will be a little tough for them because because you have to have a constitutional amendment. Right. But voting age, packing yep. the court, yep. getting rid of the filibuster, yep. breaking our democracy down and making our country into a banana republic. That's what they want to do. That's what the left, the Democrats, Joe Biden want to do. We're talking to Boris Epstein. Follow him, Boris EP, on Twitter and breakfastwithboris.com. He is strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign and co-chair of Jewish Voices for Trump. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the president, a member of his National Security Education Board. You can find me on Twitter, at Seb Gorka. If you like us, write a review, uh, give us a rating. Spread the word. Uh, also do so on YouTube. You can find all of these on video as well on our America First YouTube channel. Last very quick question. Um, what should the second debate? Actually, somebody I, I respect and like as a friend, Steve Scully from C-SPAN, will be hosting it. What is your recommendation? What, what should, from the point of view of MAGA, what should the second debate look like or be about? I'm going to take a detour on the way to that answer. Okay. Uh, you're allowed. This, you're a co-host. See, it's permissible. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. We talked about. We only talked about cigars. As for long 20, as you have a cigar later. Twenty of the twenty-six. I'm, I'm planning on it. I'm planning on it. We only talked about cigars for twenty out of the twenty-six minutes. Uh, first of all, we have to look forward to the to the VP debate. Oh, sorry. Yes, totally. Yeah, let's do that detour. And I think that's very important. The next debate Come is, on, going, is going to be. Pence the VP is going to be interesting. Go, you've got two 
very, very different individuals. Very. You've got Vice President Mike Pence, who when he was Governor Mike Pence, absolutely mopped the floor with Tim Kaine. I remember I yes. was there. In Virginia, it I was, was not there. fair. I mean, it was not fair. It was literally like a single-A baseball team playing the New York Yankees. Little puddle okay? on the ground. And, and you have Vice President Mike Pence, who's, again, authentic, yeah. who's kind, Good guy. who's real. We right. both have the honor of knowing him pretty well. Measured. Versus Kamala Harris. Hysterical laugh, cackling who laugh. Who lost her mind on Lawrence O'Donnell, couldn't even get an answer so out. So what's that going to look like? Completely, and she's completely inauthentic, completely un- I tweeted the other day, does, my question was, does Kamala Harris practice being unlikable, <laughs> or is that just a natural <laughs> talent? Because she's one of the least likable politicians in modern history, Correct. in modern American history. Correct. And you know, that's why she dropped out of the, she was like the 23rd of 24 uh, you know, uh, she was. She came in at twenty third of like twenty four, twenty five Democrat uh, presidential candidates in that primary. So I think, I think that's going to be a very good day, very good day for the Trump Pence administration. Very good day for for Vice President Mike Pence. I think he's going to absolutely destroy. Yes, Kamala Harris. I think that's a safe bet in that debate. And then the next debate, this the one you mentioned, Scully. is going. The Scully debate is going to be a town hall format, right. which is really bad for Joe Biden. Right. Because you saw what he tried to do yesterday. Right. He just tried to. You have these canned answers and look to the camera. It was also it was it was just obviously all prepped, so prepped pre-cooked. and 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 completely premeditated. Right. Well, you can't really do that in a in a town hall format. And in a town hall, it was, remember last time around in St. Louis, mm-hmm. when President Trump dropped that bomb on on on, on crooked Hillary, and he said, "Because you'd be in, be in jail. Pr- prison, right? Because you'd be in jail right. or prison, right? I think it was a jail in prison. We we'll have to look it up." But the point, I think it was prison. I think you're right. Right. But he dropped that bomb on her. And boom, it was And over. the campaign was never the same. Right. The campaign was never the same. It never recovered. And she, she never recovered from that. No matter what she tried, no matter what she threw, once he said that. And, and he has because to Because you'd be in jail. Boom. What happened yesterday. The latest findings about the spying yes. on the campaign right. that has to come up. It didn't come up yesterday, but it has to come up. It's going to come up 100%. And also the fact that in Minnesota, Democrats are buying, uh, Democrats are buying ballots and, uh, at two hundred dollars a pop. At two hundred dollars a pop, and it's jail. I double check for our. Oh, I know our viewers. He always service. does that. He does his own fact checking for himself. Oh, I don't want. That's who we are. I don't want we fact checked ourselves. I don't want that fake news or whatever his name is, Daniel Dale or something. said prison, and Boris did correct They're him. fake news. So, but the, media but, matters. But I'm typing, but. You know, really, that moment, because when, he, when President Trump said, because you'd yeah. be in jail, kill that shot. mic drop, kill shot, that's yeah. it. That's so it. I look for that debate, that town hall debate, to be a really, really strong showing for the president. And Joe Biden's going to struggle because you saw yesterday when it was off the cuff, when it was that. He mumbled, stumbled, he sh- forgot mumbled, what he was stumbled, saying. Exactly. Yeah. Probably good. forgot where he was. I, w- during the day, I hope, d- during the debate, I hope Steve Scully asks him just randomly, hey, what day is it? <laughs> Who's your wife? What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> is it your sister? Steve. Ask him. Ask him. All right. What do they text to, to what number? Text MAGA to 88022. Or? Go to com. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure you support the campaign. Talk to your friends. Post on the internet. Post anywhere and anywhere you can. Twitter, Facebook, Foursquare. I don't know what it is. Whichever. <laughs> where parlor. Wherever you can come up with. Go posting. Make sure that you are making it clear and loud and Absolutely unquestionable that you support President Trump. We only have, what, 30, 33 days. 33 days to go. I can't believe it. When we started this podcast. It was hundreds. I, it, was, it was hundreds of days. <laughs> and here we are, about a month to go, 
Cannot wait. Nuts. We are going to continue. Crush The Trump campaign is going to continue crushing it. The president is going to crush it. I want to call on everybody to be actually excited by yesterday's debate. I look forward to the VP debate and two more opportunities for President Trump to draw that very clear contrast between himself and sad, sleepy Joe Biden. Be part of the team. Go to DonaldJTrump.com. Go to TrumpTalk.gop. Let's save this nation together. You've been listening to The Battle for 1600 with Boris Epstein and me, Sebastian Gorka. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much.